ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It Podcast. Sorry, I have to make a different for the intro. Today's guest, she actually trained at Lance Storm's Wrestling Academy. She's a standout in the British women's wrestling scene as we speak. It is Kiara. How are you doing today? You all right? I'm doing fantastic, thank you. It's nice to be in the same time zone, isn't it? It makes such a huge difference. It really does. Normally it's like 12 or midnight and then mm -hmm. they, obviously where the Americans don't realise like, how tired you are as well. So this is quite nice. It is, definitely. So... What's gotten you through the pandemic and being in lockdown? That is a really good question. So just to my left, I have a power rack, which I bought before the pandemic. Now, if you want to buy any kind of indoor weight equipment, the price is about three times as much as it should be. Mm. So I'm quite blessed that I've got sort of squat rack. I can do bench press with safety bars. So I don't have, I don't need a spotter. And so I'm part of CPW, I'm the Lineal Women's Champion, and we've been doing private tapings without mm. an audience, which is allowed under lockdown. Um, and so we've been having those tapings, and that's, even though there's no audience, that has been keeping the ring rust off. And mm. I'm also going to Marty Jones's school in Oldham, which is near Manchester, called the Squared Circle Academy. I've been doing that this year. And... That counts as it's elite one-on-one -on -one training. Everyone gets tested. Everyone, mm. it's all very safe. And we've got permission from the local council and the police. It's all above board. And if it wasn't, honestly, in terms of mental health, if it wasn't for that, and if it wasn't for CPW, I do not know where I'd be because that's really kept me going through the pandemic. I think I would have gone nuts otherwise. I went nuts. So I started a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I literally gained so much weight. I literally gained about two stone uh, during lockdown mm -hmm. and I broke my ankle as well. So it's oh. good that you was able to basically still do what you love during these times. It must have been a bit strange though, wrestling without an audience. Uh, what was that yes. like? Yes. Yeah. So we had CPW back in August, August of 2020, mm. where there was this brief period between the lockdowns. We did have a live show with an audience, but everyone was wearing masks. Mm -hmm. And that was strange. We came to the ring in masks. And we couldn't high five anyone. And that was strange. That's stranger than no audience. Having an audience there, but all wearing masks. And it's like, you're not allowed to touch anyone in the audience mm. or like, you're not allowed to project your voice. You can't be like yelling at them because that's mm. projecting too much. That was stranger than no audience at all. That just sounds unheard of. Uh, but I mean, mm. before the pandemic, it's just like, yeah, you can't actually go near the audience. So that just sounds really weird. But the fact that you've been able to do that, it's a, a massive learning experience for you. Um, but when is it that made you realise, you know, um, so I'm just going to try and reword this. It didn't come out very well. So I basically just going to ask, is this something that you could get used to? Or did, does has this made you appreciate um, the relationship that the wrestlers have with the fans? Oh, yes. There's, there's something missing. So I won this beautiful belt without an audience. And mm. that's... I really hope I get to defend this belt in time for an audience because there is a big gaping hole in my heart that's missing 
without the CPW Galaxy, mm-hmm. and without the, the craziness of the fans, the cheering, it's not the same. I think WWE have done a really good job with their little TV monitors of the mm-hmm. crowd in the audience. Uh, I, th- I think that's a really good compromise, I think. I know it's quite easy to like shit on WWE at times, but the Thunderdome has just been like such a gift during times. Like it these. has I, been. I, I did it once. And it was, don't get it wrong. I mean, it was good to sort of be part of something, but they're very strict. But, you know, enough about WWE. Before we go back to the beginning um, of your career, uh, I do know that you went to a few WrestleManias. Uh, which WrestleManias yes. did you go to? I went to WrestleMania 28. Mm-hmm. That was in Miami in 2012. And there were two main events. It was the Hell in a Cell with Undertaker versus Triple H with Shawn Mm -hmm. Michaels as the guest referee. Uh, Greatest false finish ever. I know, right? (laughs) And I was, oh my gosh. Mm. Yeah, they had a little podcast, those three, and they were saying, they were talking about Mm. that false finish. And in one of the raw replays, one of the crowd reactions was me in the, in the, you know, that's my tiny little claim to fame. I'm like, yeah, I've been been in WWE. (laughs) Not wrestling, but... There was, oh, I was like this. It was that after that super kick, right? Mm. That was, oh, I'm going to mark out really bad. But yeah, the other main event was Roxena, the first Roxena. The good one, until they did it again. The good one, yeah. The fact that it was like advertisers once in a lifetime, that's the only time you're ever going to see it until next year. Until but next no, year. How was that in general? Like the, how did you basically organize the trip? Did you go through WWE or did you do it independently? Yeah, good question. So, some of the other UK fans, they do the big package holiday deal, right? So yeah. we didn't do that. We, it was me, my brother, my sister, and my brother's wife. Mm-hmm. Not, not wife at the time. They got married after. Um, and they, yeah, she kind of puts up with wrestling and he's made her a fan. Nice. <laughs> and so we, yeah, we booked the tickets first of all. And then we booked the flight separately. We didn't do access. We kind of just came a couple days before the show. Mm. And then afterwards we went to Orlando to go to Disney, Disney World. Ah, uh, you have to squeeze in a Disney trip then. No, nice. yeah, of course. Nice. I've never done a mania before, but I'll have to um, definitely do it. So have you always been a lifelong wrestling fan? Oh yeah. So I was a little bit young for the Attitude Era. So my brother and sister, they're both older than me. They got to mm-hmm. stay up late and watch the pay-per-views at 1am, you know, 1am for us in the UK. Yep. And I only ever remember watching one pay-per-view late in 2001. I was a little bit too young for the others. Mm-hmm. So 2001 was sort of, 2001, 2002 is getting towards the end of the Attitude Era. So I kind mm. of caught the end of it. And what I remember more than the actual matches was playing the video game. WrestleMania 2000 on the Nintendo 64 Great and what game. stood out to me fantastic game mm. such uh, we still play it now got the Nintendo just over there and the best feature was the create your own wrestler mode ah oh, the course yeah so addictive aren't they so addictive and I had no concept of imperial measurements of pounds mm. and height inches and feet so I just made my character like seven foot and <laughs> 500 pounds I was like yeah I want to make them the biggest the best my mm. sister was like you can't be that tall no woman is that tall and you don't want to be fat and I was like no I want them to be big I want them to be strong <laughs> I did love them games like, I, I if I could get the N64 from CEX now I'd happily spend a weekend playing it no, that's good did you have any favorites growing up oh, yeah probably Shawn Michaels and good choice. in terms of in terms of women China she was really badass mm. and uh Tori and Jacqueline she was amazing and Towards 
when I was still a fan going to WrestleMania, my favourite was AJ Lee. She was great. She retired too early. But obviously she had issues with seeing Punk and stuff. But just really, I think underrated. I think as soon as she left, that's when we saw like the Divas Revolution and the boom mm-hmm. for uh, women's wrestling WWE. Um, bit of a shame, really. So we've established that you had actually been a wrestling fan since you were little, uh, which is good. So how did you discover Robbie Brookside's wrestling school in England? And what was Great Robbie question. Brookside like as a coach? Great question. So for those who don't know, that was the first wrestling school I went to. Mm-hmm. And I discovered it because I would just search for local wrestling schools. I'm based in mm. Leicester, Peterborough area, um, Leicestershire. And it just happened to be the closest school. Um, I'd, so my parents had, knew who Robbie Brookside was, but because that was the ITV world of sport era in the 70s mm. and 80s, I wasn't really familiar with who he was. And I, since then, I've gone back and studied meticulously every detail of the old world of sport matches. But as a coach, it was really funny. So the week I was supposed to go, it was the end of April 2012. Mm. I went to WrestleMania at the beginning of that April. And there was a fire at the gym. So the first week I was going to go, it was cancelled. I thought, oh, bummer. So I went oh, next yeah. week and there was a temporary gym. There was a little bit of CD. There was loads of graffiti. There were like cigarette butts. There was a big sign out front saying no spitting, no drugs. <laughs> like on <laughs> A4 sheet of paper. I was like, oh. Um, and my dad, who drove me, I couldn't drive at the time. He, he wasn't super happy about me starting wrestling anyway. Yeah. So he, you know, our first impressions were like, oh. But after we met Robbie, he, you know, he, you could tell he was excellent teacher. Mm. He really knew his stuff. And it was about the training. That's what mattered. Not, not where you train, but yeah. who you train with. And there's a reason why he's with WWE uh, to this day and training, you know, the future basically and get some really good rep especially from people like William Regal you know who absolutely mm-hmm. adore him and then you know you, you speak high of him as well do you still keep in touch with him yeah well we get to send the occasional email and watch watch the occasional match and give a little p- bit of feedback really that's that's yeah. pretty good of him to do that um yeah so I like to hear that the coaches they don't just sort of uh, close the door on you once you're out there they keep in touch I like to hear that no, it's the same with, with Lance Storm as well. Mm. He, he, he keeps in touch and I, I'm really grateful for that. I am looking forward to talking about uh, your journey to Canada and Lance Storm's wrestling school because um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fanboy, basically. I'll, I'll do this podcast because I love wrestling. And Lance, Lance Storm, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of OSW Review. They have like mm-hmm. the stable of boys and like basically you have a stable people that weren't the world champion, but you just love them. And Lance Storm is not stable. So before I do talk about Lance Storm, and you go in there. You actually took a break from wrestling uh, to focus on your education at Cambridge. What did you study? Yes, I studied the natural sciences. So it's a bit different from Oxford. If you want mm-hmm. to study chemistry, biology, or physics, you don't study them separately. They smush them all together. Mm. And the course is called natural sciences and you pick your modules. So I picked a bit of biology, a bit of chemistry. I wanted to do physics but it seemed quite challenging. And although mm. I got an A star in physics at A-level, I thought I'd just stick with the biology and chemistry for university. And part of the reason why I had to stop wrestling was because it was so dang difficult. Like you, you, you work your butt off at A-levels mm. trying to get to Cambridge or Oxford, which is so hard to get into. Not and then once, once you get there, because I was the first, me and my sister were the first generation in our family to go to university. So it was like quite new for our family. And we certainly, you know, we weren't from a long line of people going to university. Mm. And the exams were so difficult. And 
I did I did very well in my second and third year but my first year when I was trying to balance and juggle wrestling Mm. with the academics I didn't do too well so I really had to just focus on the studying unfortunately for second and third year were you still watching the products while you're at, while you basically were at uni and studying? I went from watching every Raw, SmackDown and pay-per-view to just watching the pay-per-views. Oh, okay, so you were kind of keeping up to date, but not watching it religiously, basically. Exactly. Okay, and what made you not want to continue the career that you basically could have after uni? And when is it that you decided, I want to basically do wrestling full-time and make the decision to enrol into Lance Storm's Wrestling Academy? So... There was never a decision not to do wrestling. Mm-hmm. The whole time when I paused the wrestling career, the whole time in my head, I knew I'm going back to this because I read an, an article that JR had, had posted saying that the most important thing that WWE are looking for is for college-educated people to be mm-hmm. ambassadors for the company. And they love, if, if you have a second or third language, I don't, unfortunately. I speak a bit of German, but if you, if you could speak Mandarin, if you can speak Japanese... They love that, that mm. really, they want people to be educated to, so they can bring the product across the world. So in the back of my head with the studying and exams, and the main reason I applied for Cambridge, because I was thinking of David Otonga, one of the Nexus originals. Really? Yeah. You know, he, <laughs> they always announced him and they were like, you know, from, from Harvard. Harvard. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> that's going to look really good on a WWE application. So that was yeah. like the biggest reason why I applied for Cambridge. Um, which sounds ridiculous, but also mm. I knew that if I ever got injured in wrestling, that it'd you be could a fall good... back onto it. Exactly, because injuries do happen, unfortunately. Touch wood, I've never been injured or injured anyone. Mm. And I found out about Lance Storms Academy. In so I graduated 2015, mm-hmm. and in 2016, that's when I found out about Lance Storms School, and I started saving up all the money I could pull together. And then 2017 is when I went across the pond. So you made the brave decision to enroll into Alberta, Canada. Is that your first time going to Canada, by the way? First time going to Canada, yep. And what's weather like, just before we talk about the school? It was, so when I was there, there were piles of snow, the the Mm. snow plows, because I went in April to July. There was piles of snow that had been plowed that was melting. So it wasn't snowing when I arrived, but it was still kind of cold enough for the snow to be settled still. Mm. And then by the time I left, it was so hot each day. There was no air conditioning. So we were like, oh. And what was the school like? It was such a valuable experience. I want, I know he's sort of doing online coaching. Like he sort of stopped the school. Mm. But if I could go again, I know that Rachel Evers has been twice or three times. Mm. And Chelsea Green comes back to the school sometimes to do seminars and learn. Like you, you just... I tried to soak up as much as I possibly could and make notes. I was the only one there scribbling on a note. I don't know why you wouldn't bring a notebook to training. It was like every the match psychology, how to tell a good story, Mm -hmm. some of the stories that, you know, trying to keep it original, but some of the stories follow the same pattern, you know, the Mm -hmm. same pattern in a match. You know, the beginning, the, the beat down, and then the comeback, the amazing comeback that everyone wants to see. And... I got to do some shows out there as well and I uh, got paid for some shows. So some of the people I met were really funny and interesting. And I, I'm glad I, I, I wasn't going to bring my gear. I had my mm. wrestling boots that I'd bought from 
ringside boots that were quite expensive. I was going to leave them at home because I wasn't expecting to get any bookings when I was out there. I was still so new to wrestling, but yeah. luckily I did. And what was Lance Storm like as a coach? Was he, um, I get the impression because on Twitter and social media, I've never met him, but I'm just judging from what I see, that he's got quite a dry sense of humour, but he is quite funny at the same time. Um, what was he he's like to you? super funny. He was super funny. Um, he made a joke uh, right at the beginning. He's like, there's always one stinky person in class that doesn't shower. Don't be that person. Then he looked at me because I was the only woman in that cohort, the summer group. He's like, oh, right. it's never been the girl, but maybe it'll be the girl this time. Maybe the girl will be the stinky one. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, that won't <laughs> yeah. be me. And um, no, he's really funny. And he was telling us he likes things to be exact. Mm. Like if he's pulling up his petrol at the tank, he wants, if the numbers are at 1999, he wants to get them to 2000, you know, he wants mm. all the numbers to line up and he gets, he's the kind of person that gets satisfaction from little things in life like that. I think that's the best way I can describe him. Oh, I'd love to meet him one day. Uh, basically, like with Robbie, do you still keep in contact with Lance as well? Yeah, we stay in contact. And does he give you feedback in your matches lately? Yeah. Or? No, yeah, I, I, I sometimes send match, matches and if... If anyone who hasn't met him who would like to have feedback on matches, mm. he does do a new service where you send him matches and he'll give you critique and you can have a Zoom session like this yeah. and he'll give you critique on that. So if any if anyone's training to become a wrestler, I'd really recommend doing that. I'll chuck that in the description. It's a, I think it'd be a very, very good offer for anyone that's interested. I've seen them advertise as well, but I've already done wrestling training once in my life and I applaud anyone that does it for a living, like yourself, but it just wasn't for me. So at least I tried though. Um, yeah, this isn't about me though. So he, as he's been university praised um, as a coach, um, I just want to ask what is Canada as a whole, like as a country, what are the people of Canada like? Very polite. The best way I can describe it is, you know, when there's a pedestrian crossing, Mm -hmm. Not not the kind with traffic lights, just this, the zebra crossing where the car will stop at their own discretion. You could be 20 metres away from it going to cross the road and they'll stop for you. So you do this awkward half jog trying to run to get to there because you don't want them. To, it's like when someone holds the door open for you a bit too early and then you kind of yeah. do that awkward shuffle. <laughs> so they would stop. They'd stop for you like way before they needed to. Like they could have driven past like five more cars could have driven past without mm. any inconvenience, but they are super polite. I know that's a stereotype, but it is kind of true. Um, and I was there for the 150th anniversary of Canada being a country. There were loads what? of celebrations, lots of red and white fireworks and a stampede festival. So in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, they've got this kind of rodeo cowboy thing going on mm -hmm. with... Um, like cart racing and like local craft beer and I got to experience I was so lucky to be there during the Stampede Festival me and my friends who I'd made at the Storm Academy mm -hmm. we all went we got tickets to go it was worth it that sounds great like just got a genuine smile like just I, I never hear anything bad about Canada and I used yeah. to like remember like Bret Hart's promos in 97 which was like Canada versus America he just used to shit in America and I was like I, I wish I was Canadian but I'm not but um your style is a mix of sort of British and American wrestling. Uh, can you explain exactly. for a fan that's listened to this that may not know essentially what the main differences are? Uh, could you sort of explain the two styles? So I'd say the American style is faster paced. There's more running the ropes. Mm -hmm. There's a few more spots where things are a little bit more choreographed, mm -hmm. which is good for if you want to speed things up. And it does tend to get a bit more of a reaction, I've found uh, personally. 
And the British style is a little bit slower, but the payoff is quite good. And it's more like the first year or so that I was training, we didn't actually have a ring. We just had mats. So we weren't hitting the ropes. Mm. We were just doing technical moves, arm bars, holding the head, holding the waist, like learning how to transition moves. And if you get really good at the British style, you don't actually have to talk to each other at all. You can just, mm. it looks, the holds look really legitimate. Um, for example, if you've got a head in the American style, the first thing you do, if someone's got a headlock, they hit them off the ropes, and then they kind of go into a tackle and maybe an international. Mm. Whereas in the British style, you'd work the head, you try and do a counter, they'd work the head a bit more. You know, you could work a headlock for two or three minutes mm. whereas to work a hold for that long in the american style i remember lance was telling me he was like why are you working the head for so long move on to something else so the yeah. the styles are mm. definitely quite different see something like that as someone as a, as a genuine wrestling fan i didn't really cock on to that until you mentioned it i'm sort of kind of comparing it to you now because i will watch a lot of in, um british wrestling and american wrestling so i'm like oh yeah a little yeah yeah kind of but you do notice some of the differences but where you're fully trained and know what you're, that you're doing i don't sort of it's good to have that pointed out even to me um that's pretty good so wrestling in the uk you come back uh, what have been some of your favorite places to wrestle and uh, some of your favorite opponents hmm. so i've wrestled for southwest wrestling that was mm -hmm. quite fun that was sort of a bit south of birmingham and i i met Kat Von Cage there mm. I've wrestled her she's been one of my favorite opponents to wrestle we've had some really good matches and we've gone on to wrestle at CPW in Coventry Coventry Pro Wrestling and I had a cage match with her which left me with lots of bruises because there was a chair involved <laughs> but I was like marking out as a fan I was like, mm. like you better hit me with that chair I want this match to look good you know I was really proud of that match mm. um so yeah I think with CPW, there's been chance to really build a connection with the fans because they do a lot. Hi. That, that was really strange. Yeah, no, sorry, that was really strange. Then. That's not happened then. Oh, it's frozen again. Um, uh, where should I resume? If I go back and ask, basically, I'll cut it in. If I ask a question about what have been some of your favourite opponents and places you've been to. Sure. Yeah, not sure what happened then. Just gonna, damn it. I'm happy to redo anything <laughs> as long as we get it. I think it's frozen. No, that's fine. That's what I should call now. Wicked, wicked. So you've come back to the UK from Canada. Did you miss Canada, by the way? Just before we talk about I it do. in return. <laughs> I do miss Canada. I still think about it quite. I would love to go back. That's fair enough. Never been. I'd love, I'd love to go there. So you come back to the UK. I'd like to know what have been some of your favourite places to wrestle and who have been some of your favourite opponents. So I've wrestled for Southwest Wrestling. Mm -hmm. And there I met Kat Von Cage, who is a fantastic wrestler. And since then, we've wrestled at CPW, Coventry Pro Wrestling. And we've had a cage match for CPW, which is one of my proudest matches I've, I've had mm. in my career. You know, I was left, we had a steel chair. I was covered in bruises by the end. But, you know, because I used to be a fan, I was like, make sure you hit me with that chair. Make <laughs> sure this looks good. Yeah. You know, I want this match to be a good one. And... You know, when I was thinking to that Undertaker, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Hal in a Cell, Undertaker really took a beating with that chair. So I said, if Undertaker can take a beating with that chair, I want to as well. So feel free to just to wail on me. And she did. And I respect her a lot for that. My favorite opponents tend to be ones that really lay it in a bit because mm -hmm. we want women's wrestling to be taken seriously. And I can, I can feed off that energy a bit better. Mm. 
And I've also wrestled for FTGU, which is from the ground up. Cool is name. what Yeah, it was Brookside School of Wrestling. It's morphed into FTGU. Mm. And I was the inaugural women's champion for that promotion. And I had a great little storyline there with Ronnie Knox, who's also known as Nao. She was, she's really good to rush. She's very technically gifted. Mm-hmm. Like we don't even have to plan anything. We'll just riff off each other and we'll really get a good match out of it every time. And I was the heel for that promotion. And it's always fun being heel. What is it that you love being about being a heel? I just love, so I come out, I kind of play off the pearls, play off the going to Cambridge, the snooty, posh mm. twat. You know, the unlikable, like, although I said I was the first in my family, our generation was the first to go to university, I try and act like like I'm from a pedigree, a long family of people that have been, and we're looking down on you, mm. and like an evil Kate Middleton, and people hate that. They suck it up, and they hate it. Yeah, so, I can imagine. so good. <laughs> Where do you find yourself get, like, the most uh, sort of heat uh, with that gimmick, uh, north or south? Ooh. I say equally, equally, equally north hated. and south. I've done some in Manchester and Newcastle, and it was equally, Oof, equally hated. Could not imagine that going down well there at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> so I was going to ask, basically, I was going to sort of harp on a bit and say, like, okay, who, yeah, if you could pick one dream opponent, who would it be, or what's your favourite match? But I thought, because I, you've got sort of birds as pets, haven't you? Um, I do. So you named. Um, I'm saying this about giggling because I'm not immature, but you named your cockatoo uh, Arthur Chester Bennington from Linkin Park. I did, I Linkin did. Linkin Park being one of my favourite bands. I'd like to know, what's your favourite Linkin Park song? It's got to be so, oh my gosh, there's so many good ones, but it's going to have to be In The End. Good choice. The I'll classic one. Or Crawling. Or, nu- or Crawling or Numb. I really like Numb. Mm-hmm. And uh, cool. some of the more modern ones with Transformers movies. What oh, the, the first name? one um i'd have to google that i don't know the top of my head i know i know what you're talking about um it's one of the only good things about the film burn it to the ground burn it to the ground that was it it just ran a song for me i'm joking by the way i am joking (laughs) i'm just gonna leave (laughs) no it was sad what happened so i remember i was out in camden just sort of finding out i was like oh Mm. shit that's one band i'll never see live um i know i was going to see them at download festival and i Mm. skipped that year and I'm always regretting it because they were going to play the whole of the hybrid hit theory album. Mm. Oh. Start to finish. I literally had and, that album repeat. Like, I, got it, I got it Christmas. It was so good. And um, yeah, and I really think, you know, Chester, my bird, you know, he's got a good spirit and it does, you know, it's nice to have that memory. And because, mm. yeah, it really impacted me. It made me very sad. And I wanted to ch- turn mm. something sad into something good. Oh, of course. He was like a voice of a childhood, didn't he? Like, in a way, like, just mm. the songs are so easy to relate to. Um, that's the first time. Do you ever remember about... those? No, I was just gonna say, do you remember those AMVs? <laughs> the what one? Sorry, yeah. Do you remember those anime music videos? AMVs, on oh, YouTube yeah, yeah, like yeah, 2008, 2009. Yeah, I would make those and I'd put it to the music before you'd get copy. Now you'd get copyright strike, but I mm. used to love making AMVs. And Linkin Park was a great, and Linkin Park and Sum 41 were great bands to do AMVs <sighs> to. Some 41, oh, great, fat lip. Like, yeah. I don't think I talk about, I did not think I'd be talking about David Otunga, Canada, Chester Bennington, and Some 41 on this podcast. I can't complain at all. That's smart It's a good mix. It's a good mix. <laughs> um, who would be some of your favourite bands that you've seen live then? Okay, so 
you might groan a lot of people roll their eyes but my favorite band the one I've got a tattoo of their lyrics on my ankle mm-hmm. is Black Veil Brides I love them but that's fair I don't yeah. I don't I don't understand why people groan it's not like it's um who's really shit and people like I don't know take that or something mm-hmm. I mean if you like yeah, them, no, is it? <laughs> no 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 I don't but Black Veil Brides are very good live they they're mm. very you know, they got pyro. You know, think about the end, the start of Raw, the start of SmackDown, where it's like, boom, 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 boom. Mm. there's big lights and a big show, and it's over the top. And they know it's over the top. They're partly inspired by Kiss and Motley Crue, and mm. they just kind of go for it. And I kind of like sometimes when you see a band that's just kind of in jeans and a t-shirt, it's like, oh, okay. But they kind of they dress up, and it's all theatrical. Mm. Anything theatrical, same reason why I like wrestling. It's over the top, you know. Mm. And who have been some of your favorite bands you've seen live? I've seen Sum 41 live. They were incredible. Nice. I saw them 2019. So they were the last band I've seen live. Um, yeah, before the pandemic. And mm. who else have I seen? I've seen, I really want to see Falling in Reverse, but they're not allowed to come to the UK. Um, I well, won't well, go into why. Oh, well, Ronnie Radke got like, I will, go, I will go into it. Ronnie Radke got like a prison sentence in the US, which means he's not allowed. They're allowed to tour in Europe, but not in the UK. Mm. Um, but we're quite strict to like, I remember like uh, Snoop Dogg's band here Tyler the Creator really? I uh, know not, not any, I don't think anymore but he was for a bit for a couple of years he was banned Tyler Creator's band uh, Chris Brown other... he was banned oh really? the other thing I saw live which reminded me of wrestling because it was so stupid and over the top was the Logan Paul KSI boxing match in Manchester oh as if you saw that live I'm yeah. sorry to hear did you get a refund? <laughs> I got pennies thrown at me what? what did you do? Because oh, you two and Logan Paul, wasn't you? Maybe. Oh, no. No, cancel. Right, thank you for tuning <laughs> into what you call it podcast. Oh, no, tell me a story. Why'd you get pennies from you? Because, yeah, I was I was there with my, <laughs> with my friend and we were holding up a Logan Paul sign. We were the only British people there that had a Logan Paul or Jake Paul sign. I mean, they were throwing, like, five peas at us. Like, they hated us. But it was like, I've always said Logan Paul would be a good wrestler, like, professional oh, oh, wrestler yeah yeah and now he's been on wrestlemania and he took he took a stunner from kevin well. Owens. I, i'm not a big fan of the brothers right? and i hate jake Moore, but he did his job he looked like he had a good time and he showed respect so i got no issue oh, he was getting paid handsomely but he, no issues for me yeah he took he took that move nicely he did i can't believe he did that you had a sign um okay okay i was just um I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm never, I am just—I didn't think I'd actually hear this in this podcast, but fair enough, I, can't, I won't judge you for that. But if you could choose one song for your entrance, what would it be? If it's, we've been talking about music, so would you pick Linkin Park or take that? So, the, uh, not take that. The tricky thing with a song is you've got to get a song that kicks in fairly quickly. Mm. So for a while, my sister, you know, there's this song by David Guetta and Sia called Titanium. Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. my sister my sister was called titanium oh, it's in my head now shoot me down but <laughs> i won't fall that one and it takes ages to come in and you've got to pick a song that kicks in mm. fairly quickly because if you ask a promoter oh can you start it from 30 seconds in usually it'll be miscommunicated and whoever's on music or sound will just start it from the beginning and mm. if you've got a long build-up it takes too long so as a heel, I love to come out to Vivaldi, like classical music, because that just pisses people off. Mm. Yeah. And as a face, I come out to Dragon Force, Through the Fire and Flames. Why well, can't I think of that song that's on my head? It's the song that's in Guitar Hero, is on expert mode. I haven't played that. I only know it because of South Park. That's literally it. I don't, I've uh, never, 
I think I played it like once at a friend's house. It was like 15 years ago. I'm quite old. So I'll, I'll YouTube it though. I will YouTube it after yeah. this. Yeah. Dragon Force through the fire and flames. It's it's like, you need like super fast fingers to play it. Nah, I can't do it. Slap on the bed. So um, <laughs> to wrap this up, because it's been a fun interview. Uh, you know, it's not all been about wrestling. I like that as well. I mean, I know it's mm. mainly for the wrestling audience, but I like to truly get to know who I'm talking to and I feel like we sort of mixed up it's not just been about Lance Storm's wrestling school you know Robbie Brookside's wrestling school and you know you being a wrestler it's about your music taste your, your birds cockatoo um yeah. Chester Bennington so it's been fun who would you like to face um in the future because you know it's still early days for you so who have you got in mind like oh I'd like to wrestle her if I had the chance I would love to wrestle maybe Tony Storm good choice she's very talented and I'd love to wrestle in Germany as well. I'd love to wrestle Tony Storm in Germany. Why Germany? Just out of curiosity. I did German at school and mm. I also love the food. I've been to Germany a few times and the mm. fans in Germany are really high energy and I love anything that's high energy. Germany's great. It was the last place I went to before the pandemic. I went to watch oh, Dortmund. Oh, really? Yeah, then COVID like, ruined yeah, everything. COVID happened. But uh, not going to get in the down, you know, because we're out of lockdown now, which has been great. We are. Where can your fans find you on social media? So on Instagram and Twitter, it's Kiara, K-I-A-R-A, then underscore, you know, the little line, then wrestler, Kiara mm-hmm. underscore wrestler. And Facebook is Kiara space dash space wrestler. I can't do the underscore on Facebook. So yeah, that's Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and I have a YouTube channel now, and that's Kiara dash wrestler. It's the same as the Facebook one. And you can find match highlights, you can find my entrances, you can find vlogs behind the scenes at a wrestling show. It's really fun. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you like and follow and stay in touch. I do read all my DMs, you know, and I have merchandise on sale. I have eight by tens signed by me. Really high quality card. I did not cheap out on the card. It's really nice. It's not too shiny. It's not reflective. It's a nice matte silky. You want a nice silky card of an eight by ten of myself then check me out that is a good fucking promotion right there (laughs) that will all be in the description i will make sure i add it it's been a pleasure having you on the show today and uh, hopefully once lockdown comes over properly and fans are allowed to interact with wrestlers i would like to basically do this podcast on the road and i can do this in person but for now Mm. stay safe and for all you listening there will be more of what you call it podcast coming soon and stay tuned for the sponsors thank you 